Welcome to Rain City Supercars. As always, I'm Nick. I'm Dan, and we're brought to you by Avance, Carter Subaru, Drivers Club, Griot's Garage, Haggerty, Rainier Beer, America's Automotive Trust, and Salvo Designs, and we're recording live at Drivers Club. And this may be the last week we're alive. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know, we are leaving, uh, well, this will be out, but we, we could be dead by now. You'll probably see, yeah, you'll hopefully yeah. we'll see updates by the time this episode airs. Yeah. Um, uh, we are the monkey. The, the ultimate uh, monkey run is uh, the backcountry monkey. The backcountry monkey run. <laughs> For all of you who told us we were idiots, you're probably right. We should put that in a logo. We should. Okay, we'll talk, <laughs> let's talk about that. You guys are idiots. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. This is gonna be a good time, though. So yeah. hopefully. <laughs> well, I mean, again, if it goes bad, we're three hours from home, no matter what. Yeah. So yeah. How's your bike? Um, it's as ready as it's going to be. Okay. Um, I I feel like. I was I was really treating it really gentle until we kind of went out on road on the course on uh, dirtfish dirtfish and by the way okay we were out there having fun I mean I was wearing shorts I get it you're not supposed to wear shorts when, like so many people are commenting on that and get sending me messages like you know you can't you can't wear shorts you shouldn't wear shorts it's dangerous and just so we're clear I'm wearing shorts on the rally but I am wearing boots and I'm wearing everything but knee like, pads yeah th- same thank here. you for the care but like, <laughs> like we weren't exactly out there like you know rocking it <laughs> wasn't the scene of rad two <laughs> so it was it was a lot of fun though but um God, I, I hope it, they make that yeah I, that would be great Gloria out of jail yeah <laughs> I don't know did she ever go to jail i don't know a plea deal so. <laughs> i think her husband threw her under the bus uh so yeah the, the bike is this uh, there's two bottles of loctite on that bike yeah i, mean, <laughs> I really with mine I, somebody told me he goes well what happens if, you, if it doesn't break and you have to get that stuff off and i'm like well i'd rather deal with that <laughs> oh, it's blue if you just press a little turn to use the blue stuff no. <laughs> <laughs> i almost made that mistake i had a bottle of like the real like the, the red the red that i've got i used it on oh i've used it on the bolts that that uh, hold in the brake disc the caliper oh the disc itself yeah, so yeah, yeah <laughs> i used the right stuff on that so well, I mean, that's what they told you. That's what they say to you. Yeah, so. that's what they say to you. It was interesting when I did that, though. Like, to get the old stuff off those bolts was not easy. No. Yeah. yeah you Even like an acetone. with a pick sometimes. Yeah. And acetone, yeah. So, yeah. but yeah. How's your bike? Uh, one couple little things to finish up that you'll help me on. But yeah. other than that, it's ready to go. Everything's Loctited that needs to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I did it in... Yeah, I guess I haven't done that much to mine, so it doesn't need a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. we're good to go. Uh, yeah, it's been an interesting week, though. I have to give already. A shit. It's Monday. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. So after Dirtfish, uh, the event on Saturday, it was demo time. Oh, uh, on the barn. Okay. And we've been talking about this. So I'm going to fill the listeners in. So I put out a lot of rat poison because I had this rat problem in the barn. New barn, going to tear these walls down to fit in this new water tank. So I'm ripping out rotted walls. And previous owners didn't understand what a farm was like, apparently. And to be clear, Dan's old water tank was 350 gallons, and, and in typical fifteen, in typical Mr. Putnam fashion, the new one is 1500? 1550 gallons. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. So that, that so, should help. Okay. Well, I have to I have to run a, a pump system for sprinklers. So oh, I get it. I mean, yeah. I, but you know, go big or go home. That'll actually there will probably be a second rainfall collection tank. So okay. this is it's farm. Nice. You you know, people who have ever been on a farm understand the need. But sure. ripping these walls out, I did a lot of rat poison because I had this rat problem. I no longer have a rat problem, unless you consider rats falling from the sky a problem, because that's what I ran into Some people do. In, in today's day and they age. They weren't alive. So, oh, that's good. So it worked. <laughs> yeah, it was the most disgusting haul to the dump. Full hazmat suits. You took them to the dump? Uh, no, I buried them. Oh, rats. okay, good. But, uh, I, was, I, was like, I had to take way. all the insulation that they were living in oh, to the dump. Okay, and which is the smelliest thing ever. Thank God for a Harbor Freight trailer and garbage bags. So there but, was an upstairs to that barn, huh? Yeah, there still is. Oh, I saw the creepy stairs, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm not going up there." Long. That's actually really nice. That's the hayloft. But well, anyway, okay. but still. Okay. Anyway, so I got to give a shout out to Shauna and her mom who put in real, like, like sweat work, hard work. 
to do that. So not a lot of people will do that. Shauna's mom works harder than anybody. Yeah, it's true. And she's a great tour guide, by the That's way. That's true. <laughs> Brandon Benpal and I can attest to that. I was like, thank you for the tour. I know more about this farm than yeah. Dan does. So, yeah. Then it was wasp extermination. Oh, good. They came back. Yeah, I got the squirrel. Oh. He's been relocated safely. I did a live animal trap for the squirrel. I no longer, no longer have a squirrel on the roof. He is now about five miles down the road. Didn't you catch a couple of birds first? I got the birds first. Let them go, too. <laughs> but the squirrel finally made it. And how are your hummingbirds? They're better than ever now. Good. Got rid of, so the good. wasps were chasing them off, but I got rid of those, too. <laughs> I mean, most 50-year-old most men sit on their porch and look at hummingbirds. Well, wait, you're only 40. Uh, I'm 40 going on 75. Uh, that's fine. Uh, you have an old soul. I'm the old man from Up in the Making. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. I had a nice girl at Albertsons this morning, or yes, this weekend, tell me I, was, I looked like I was 30, and I was like, thank you. Aww. I was like, yeah, no, I can't tip you here. She's like, I know. <laughs> thank you. So, yeah. Uh, Carter Subaru Tip of the Week, brought to you by me parking outside a lot and tired of detailing my truck all the time. Um, so one of the things that people park outside have to deal with often is uh, clogged, rain, uh, clogged gutters in their sunroofs. And if you've ever had an older vehicle, you've probably dealt with this as if it's been parked outside a lot. Or if you're an overlander, you just get pine needles and stuff that get caught in there. And I thought I would walk people through the process because it's really not that hard to do if you know the simple little tricks to doing it. So First thing you want to do is check and make sure which ones are clogged. If you have a, a leak in your roof and you have a sunroof, it may not actually be a seal. Sometimes it's just it's overflowing and coming back in. So you want to check the downspouts. For, and you'll see these little holes around the corners of your sunroof where it drains into. But around here and stuff, you get stuff collects in them. So first you want to take like a, about 12 to 16 ounces of water and pour it in slowly to see which one's backed up. Once you do, the next step is to grab some compressed air. Uh, but you don't want to grab your commercial compressor and throw like 200 PSI, PSI down this thing. <laughs> Just blew my windshield out. Yeah, yeah or yeah. you'll probably blow the hose out from inside the thing. Sure. So you want to limit that to about 30, 35 PSI if you can somewhere in there. Or get a nozzle, get a blowgun nozzle that can regulate the pressure for you so you don't do any more damage. The other thing, mistake I've seen people make, and I've seen it online as a recommendation, and guess how I know you shouldn't do this, because I did it and I screwed up my <laughs> my drains in an old car, is you don't want to stick a bunch of wire down there. I've seen people say, you know, stick wire down there to clear them. Well, that can often puncture the tubes or separate them inside the windshield uh, track. They usually run down the A-pillars or down the sides, and that can damage it. A really cool little trick is to find a uh, um, cut cord for uh, a weed whacker. That plastic stuff isn't quite strong enough to do any damage to the tubes, but it is strong enough to be very pliable to move around in there. And it's really good at shoving in there without damaging the tubes. And you can get a ton of it. I mean, it's dirt cheap. You don't. It's not like you need a quality one. You just need... Quality weed whacker. Yeah, hose. yeah. you just need some good weed whacker wire. That usually works pretty well. Can you use hot water? You can. To a point, though. I to thought, a point, yeah. yeah. And eventually, once you get the water flowing through there, then you want to run hot water and drain cleaner. Um, just a little bit. Make sure you've got a, a catch underneath. You don't want a bunch, bunch of drain cleaner on the street. But it's a great way to get rid of mold and mildew that's built up inside of those. Sure. Because it's made to remove mold and mildew. So, Tylex. Weird. Yeah. A little bit of bleach if you want to do that. But, obviously, you got to be careful with that because this is right above the interior of your car. So the hottest water you can get down there is always your first step, and it's usually enough to do the trick. If you're really, really careful, the drain cleaner works, stuff like that, but that's your last resort, and that's not an unclogging method. That is after it has been unclogged and you're trying to remove mold and mildew from the tubes. So uh, interior cleaner from Griot's is a great way to go about this, or one of their multi-purpose cleaners. You just use RCS 10, get that 10% off. Um, or if it worst comes to scenario, take it to the dealership because yeah. you can do a lot of damage if you screw this up with uh, like cleaners in that area. Yeah, don't pull it out yourself. You'll end up leaking. Yeah, if you have house. to replace the tubes, I mean, if you can pull your A-pillars down, it's not that hard, but most of the time you can clear it just with that. Just yeah. a little compressed air and then, like I said, uh, weed whacker 
uh, string works really good for this stuff. I sure. don't want to Yeah. Well, we do have some guests today, which we're really excited about. Um, I've been to shows at their shop. Uh, we have a previous guest in the audience. It's a good time to be at Drivers Club. Though. Yes. I mean, if, if you know cars and you're around the Pacific Northwest, Group 2 Motorsports has been huge here. Um, yeah. I, we, the Bergeron family personally uses them for most of our cars. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah. John Melissa, we'd like to welcome you guys to the show. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. How are you guys? Good. Doing good? Good. Yeah, it's know, Monday. Yeah. It's, mo- it's been a long week, like Dan said. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a long week already. Yeah, well. Nothing little day drinking on cure. Exactly. Huh. Wow, that's weird. I've well, never tried that. In, I should try words, that more. In yeah. other words. In other words. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Nice to have you guys here. Um, you know, let's get a little bit of a background on, on where you guys came from. Obviously, that accent tells me that you're somewhere, you know. East Coast. Germany? Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm, I'm here as John's translator, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for coming as a translator. Of this is what he meant. Is that Arkansas? I'll try this. <laughs> Not to point out the incongruent, but can I ask a question? I mean, we're, we're on your sort of late and lost. It was episode 192, 93. Yeah. You guys are kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel here. I mean, are you run out of guests? Or I wanted to know who canceled. <laughs> who canceled? <laughs> We're finally popular enough to get you on. That's yeah, what happened. It's been tough. You know, we had to, we had to talk know. to your people. Yeah. And your people are tough to get through. Uh, <laughs> right, Shannon? <laughs> so, yeah. Now, I grew up in the Southern Hemisphere, and, um, you know, South Africa is, is, is kind of one of those unique places where, um, unless you've been on the rock for the last 50 years, you know that we've been politically cut up from the rest of the world for a long, long time. And um, that sort of had an interesting effect on, on the automotive constituents down there in that we developed a lot of South Africa-only market cars. So a very simple example would be a BMW M3. We never had your S14-based M3s, but what we did in South Africa is we took a 320, like an E30 320, and they chucked the 2-liter, 6-liter motors that we had down there, which were sweet little raving motors, but we put in uh, big M30s into them. Um, and we created a 333. We created a triple three. Cool. And we had Alfa Romeo GDVX three liters. And so there were some very interesting things that came out of it. And there was, they, 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 they built the Alphas down in South Africa. So uh, a lot of cars were assembled at the Roslyn uh, factories outside of Pretoria. And uh, so there was always this big rivalry between Alfa Romeo and BMW. Uh, the Porsche guys was always the, the, the market to catch, the car to catch, and and uh, but the Alpha and the BMW guys always had the had the good dust ups. So, yeah. We, we, Dan, before you got here, we were having a conversation. Sarah and I and everybody were sitting here talking about, you know, uh, water sports. And um, he made a, a very j- statement. We were talking about windsurfing, and he goes, "Oh, I learned how to windsurf. All you had to do was get to the middle of the river, and that way the crocodiles wouldn't come near you." <laughs> and I'm like, "Excuse me? <laughs> like, teaches you to sort of stay up on the board, doesn't it? Crocodiles like, and river sharks in yeah, the water. Yeah, <laughs> exactly." The Vol River had a section where it dammed up to the Vol Dam, and and uh, you know if you if you just stayed away from the from the banks, you're you're okay because they typically didn't feed towards the center of the lake. So but you, know, you have you, to you come could, off the bank to get into the river. Well, you find a spot where they're not, or oh, or of whatever, course, like steep learning curve, <laughs> tough childhood. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You're four. Learn how to do this. So Africa is a tough country, man. Yeah, That's how we you. operate down there. <laughs> tough, 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 tough. So what part of what part of South Africa did you grow up in? I was born in Johannesburg. Um, I grew up um, I, I grew up around Joburg, but I grew up on a farm outside of Joburg okay. and um, lived there the first you know ten years of my life. Moved close to the city, and then I lived in Pretoria, which is the the administrative capital. Uh, South Africa has two capitals. Cape Town is the legislative capital, and, and Pretoria is the um, administrative capital. Learning all kinds of new things. So right. I grew up okay. in Pretoria, and um, you know that's that's where I had my my 
BMW and Alpha conflicts and, you know, went kind of back and forth between the Alphas and the BMWs. And back then, E30 was a thing, and I had a 323. And so you were actually doing these con- these swaps, the engine swaps, things like that? No, not so much then. I mean, back then, I was a, I was a checkbook mechanic. I mean, I was a, not even a checkbook mechanic. I didn't have any money to be a checkbook mechanic. I was, <laughs> you know, you work on it yourself and hope nothing falls off. I had a little Alfetta uh, four-door sedan, and... And uh, bloody thing, uh, it had a propensity for breaking down at the worst possible time. But, you know, that's what happens when you work in your own car. So. <laughs> well, it's not hot there, so you're fine. Uh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> How did you end up coming across here? What's your journey to get? Uh, there was, it was a long story. A family member, my sister, moved to the States uh, in 81-ish. And I came over in 83 to visit her. She lived in Sarasota, Florida, and I, I loved it. I was America to us. In South Africa, like most people from other countries, I mean, America is, is the goal, right? It's the place where there's opportunity, there's freedom, and it's it's not to turn this into a political conversation, but it's part of why it's so sad for me to be here for 32 years now to see so much of our fiber being torn down. Mm-hmm. You know, being an American and being in America was such a goal and such a privilege to be here. And it's just something that I wouldn't trade for anything else in the world. And I worked, had to work really, really hard. I couldn't swim across the Atlantic Ocean. I had to you know, follow certain procedures to be here. And it took hard work. And I've had my ups and downs, but I feel really fortunate um, to have been able to, uh, you know, build this business and, and and to be a part of this car community. We're very lucky in the Pacific Northwest to have all these cars here. Yeah. But, yeah, my sister was here. I moved to, uh, to Houston, Texas. I, I came to Florida first in 83, visited her. And then when I came back in 89 to move over, she had moved from Sarasota, Florida, to Houston, Texas. And uh, got to Houston, looked around, and... I like this. This is this is good. So I stayed there for ten years, and then I moved to Seattle about twenty-two years ago. So oh. yeah, here I am. Hey, that's neat. I mean, you know, we're obviously grateful for having you here. <laughs> yeah, that's a good time to take our first break, and we come back. We'll talk more about how Group Two got started. We'll be right back. We spend an average of eight hours and forty-one minutes a day facing screens, laptops, smartphones, tablets, even digital refrigerators. But what are we really connected to? Isn't it time you connected to something? greater sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect this moment of escape was created by Haggerty for people who love cars and we're back so you crossed the pond you went to Houston and now you're up here in Seattle how did group two come to be so uh, a gentleman by the name of uh, Joe English man with a pipe he had um he had a shop in Seattle called Group 2 uh, about 15 years before Group 2 in his present iteration was, was even around. Uh, he moved down to the Bay Area to um, go join one of the, the big uh, utilities down there to work for them and uh, came back to the area and decided to build another shop and it was going to be Group 2 again. And I had, um, <laughs> I had come full circle, you know, from my Alpha and BMW roots in South Africa. When I moved to the States, it was all about a V8. So it was just, you know, I had a Mustang, yeah. uh, an 89 Mustang 5.0 GT, a Fox chassis Mustang with a Vortex supercharger. And nice. thought that was where the world was at until I found out it had less than 300 horsepower. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it sort of, it went all the way around and um, ended up getting uh, an Infiniti Q45 and did my, my turn with a Mitsubishi 3000 GT VR4 and a, and a yeah, you know, a Nissan 3 and a ZX and just kind of the Japanese stuff. Yeah. And then had an Audi S8. I had the first S8 in the country uh, in 01 and uh, a D2 S8. And I was driving to go pay 
my rent one day. I just moved to Seattle, and I saw this lowly Alpha 164 sitting underneath the tree. And every month I go pay my rent, and I drive past this thing. I think someday I'm going to stop there, knock on the door, and see what the story is. And I finally went in there one day, and the old guy had gone blind and stopped driving the car. And he wouldn't let his wife drive the car because he said it had too much power. <laughs> 187 horsepower was automatic. It was a loose, so it had the leather seat, so it was really quick, you know. And I convinced him to uh, sell the car to me, and you know, here I was with this. You know, this thing full of moss and I just had to figure out what to do with it and I took it to a local dealer who charged me you know $5,000 to change the oil and I decided I need an alternative so I uh, started looking around and somebody in the Alpha Club said oh there's a guy named Joe English that's opening a shop again called Group 2 you should go look him up and nobody knew where they were and I went banging around Ballard and didn't know anything about that part of the, the city but um I found the shop, and there were three guys sitting on milk crates, kind of pointing, going, oh, maybe we should put the lift over here. Well, no, 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 maybe we should put the lime rack here. And they literally didn't know where they were going to put anything. They had just, just started the shop. And Joe had started the shop, and I fell in love with the shop. I fell in love with the people and the feel of it. He had his kayaks on the wall, and he was smoking a pipe, and he would always talk about the old days of rally racing and, 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 and that type of thing. And he talked about little French cars, like the Renault du Chevaux we talked about earlier, and Oh, it's lightweight, it's nimble, and it doesn't weigh a lot. And I'm like, that's the old elusive triple negative almost. You know what I mean? This thing was... <laughs> and he just loved little European light cars. And so I'd show up there every single day, five days a week, off to work with a 12-pack of Heineken and help them push cars in and hung out with them. And were, you, were, you, were you turning wrenches here in America too? No, I never turned wrenches in South Africa. On my own cars, my own yeah. bikes and stuff like that. But I was never a, formally a mechanic or a technician or anything like that. I just kind of have always been around cars and... And uh, did track days and bikes and motorcycles and, and cars, you know. Sure. And, um, but then uh, started just hanging out with Group 2 and acted almost like a, a unofficial mascot, you know, to the shop. And I knew a lot of people in the Alpha Club and the Ferrari Club and the Porsche Club and the BMW Club and just kept inviting people over. And uh, when I was vice president of the Alpha Club, I would schedule meetings and make sure the Group 2 was always in the mix of things and um, just developed a really strong relationship with them. And... Uh, Watched them build a business. Uh, the housing crisis wasn't kind to the shop. Um, I think they always struggled. They were always sort of a, you know, a, an enthusiast shop. And they wanted to be a production shop. They wanted to make money. But they were just never that. They were always just sort of a hobby shop. And Joe started having problems with his ticker. And um, about six years ago, he called me and he said, Hey, man, you've always been sort of the heartbeat of this business. Why don't you, you know, buy the shop? And I said, Great. You know, I'd, I'd love to. And uh, end up buying the shop, and here we are. <laughs> uh, so Melissa and I, we need an overflow storage. We started storing cars in Woodenville. And about two years ago, that started. And uh, the gentleman that owns those buildings said, hey, John, when are you going to rent my building over there on the other side? And we decided one night that we we're going to open a shop there. So we opened the second shop in Woodenville. Well, since you've helped the transition, let's talk a little bit about Melissa. Like Miss Muffler, Muffler Bearings yeah, over here? Yeah, Miss Muffler Bearings. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Muffler Bearings. Yes. Flicker, I love that name, by the way. Flicker Fluid. Flicker Fluid. Flicker yeah. Fluid, yes. <laughs> How are you? Good. Good? I'm Good. happy to be here. Have Thank you too. always had a passion for cars? Yes. Have you? Um, so my dad uh, restored old Fords. He was a big Ford guy, big shoebox Ford guy, cool. very into the 49, 50, 51s very niche. Um, so growing up, we were at car shows every single weekend. I was there, you know, rolling up with the rag and the shine spray and, um, you know, making everything look perfect. It was just my, my passion. I love that car. And, um, you know, I got to see him restore it and kind of be a, 
be a part of that process. Um, my uncle owned a auto parts store and a shop, and that was actually my very first job. I worked over there, you know, cleaning the shelves and restocking things. And was that local? No, or? this was in Kentucky. So okay. I grew up in oh. Kentucky. Oh wow! Yeah, okay. small town, small town. Lots of muscle cars. Lots of, uh, you know, big Corvette girl. Always wanted, you know, my Gee, guys got to have a Corvette. <laughs> like you can't imagine, right? Yeah. Um, so that's why we sat you next to Dan. He used to yes. be a Corvette guy. Yeah. <laughs> he had that sickness. Could yeah. Sense that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, you is know, that, is that a compliment? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes and no. Yes and no. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and John, it's funny because I am always like, you know, why don't you like a Corvette? And he's like, well, I like Corvettes. I just don't like Corvette culture. And I'm just like, okay. You know, all right. Do fine. they have a culture? I didn't know yeah. that. That's so strange. That's weird. Okay. You can quote it. said the best you thing. You when you around it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The best thing about owning a Corvette was owning the Corvette. The worst thing about owning a Corvette was being a Corvette owner. Yes. Yeah. Kind of like a Harley. Yeah. Dan and I were at a show one time and we were the only ones not wearing something that said Corvette. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> so we won though. There. Yeah. <laughs> well, you won. Yeah. Tell them about the little dresses with the frills and the yeah. little cart oh, and, the, yeah. and the roller skates. So, <laughs> you know, my dad <laughs> also, part. my mom and dad dressed me up in like 50s poodle skirt. Oh, yeah. The, you know, saddle yeah. Oxford shoes. Were you, were you the, the little crying skates. girl on the hood? No, actually, they put me, sometimes they would put me on roller skates <laughs> yeah. with like the car hop tray and the whole thing. And I was like, you know, an accessory, which is kind of strange. <laughs> but, you know, I loved it. They would have, um, you know, music at the car shows and dance contests and all that stuff. And it was super fun. And uh, we'd go to swap meets and my dad would be like, show me this part and be like, you know, you've, you have to go find this for me. And so I would figure out what part he needed and I would go all all over the place looking for this specific Teen part. negotiator. Yeah. Yes. Good job. Yes. Okay. And have my little uh, radio flyer wagon. And, uh, you know, people would pay me to take their car, their parts that they're buying out to their car way out in some field somewhere, you know. <laughs> and so uh, I was just in the car community super, super young. And my dad with the shoebox Fords, we were in the national club. And I actually became the representative for Kentucky, Ohio, and West Virginia for the Shoebox Ford Club. So in the newsletter, it was like, you know, listed me as the representative. And so we would go to all these car shows and I'm looking for that specific car in those years to give the newsletter, tell people about it, try to get them to join the club, go to the national events and that sort of thing. So I was, you know, diehard Ford, Ford girl growing up. Then she met me. And then I met John, <laughs> and I became a diehard <laughs> Alfa Romeo girl. <laughs> That's easy to do. Yeah. Which, uh, it's yeah, a different I'm type of passion. super happy about. Yeah. Different yeah. passion. Different passion. Um, yeah, so now I have a, a new Alfa Romeo, one of the QVs, and sort of obsessed about driving that. How do you like it? I love it. It's my... You know, it's my uh, it's spirit therapist. Your spiritual animal. Spirit okay. animal. Like yeah, okay. definitely. It's, you know, you can't not be happy when you're driving that car. I found myself driving around with a stupid smile on my face going, this this is good. You know, it, it doesn't get better my than this. My brother wouldn't and I drive feel with me. He was up visiting from Houston two weeks ago. And I said, hey, come on. I'll pull it up outside. And I let the air con go and everything. I said, my brother, get in, get in. Uh, I said, come. He knows you better. He said, you know, he said, I want, yeah. I said, you won't fly with me. Says, I've driven with you. I said, come on, just just let's go. He wouldn't. And then that that day or the next day, you guys went to the store. I was convincing. He, rode, he drove with you. Yeah. 
Ah. And, and you scared the you scared the poop yeah. out of him. <laughs> I, I promised him I wouldn't, but then I did. Because I knew he would love it. You, so, couldn't, yeah. you couldn't help yeah. yourself. I was like, I have to unleash this beast. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that platform is so incredible. It's so, so good. Did you, did you say you guys were restoring cars at Woodenville originally? You, you t- the two of no, you? we were just storing. Oh, storing. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. So okay. In, 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 in the saddle shop, what happens is, uh, you, you know, Cardi's an engine rebuilding. You yank the engine out, and now it's going to sit there. And, and machine shops are very backed up, and it might take a month or two. And the car has to sit somewhere but now the problem is uh, when you're full on cars that you can push next door into our storage you need overflow so we would take cars that we store we, we do private vehicle storage for people with running driving cars so we started storing those up in Woodenville I was looking for other storage we had a few different spots we had some we did time in Soto and Yes, <laughs> I, I I got out of there. <laughs> yeah, we've all done time in Soto. <laughs> um, but we've yeah, all we, been there. So, yeah. we, so we started. Uh, we found the spot in Woodenville, and um, uh, it's an old cheap metal shop, fifty-year old building, and um, uh, it's a I, great uh, location. Yeah, thank you. Well, yeah. two in the morning one night, I'm laying in bed, and I'm I'm trying to figure out how to solve this problem. It was when things were in Seattle started going apart, and I was like, look, I need to do something. I'm laying there awake, as as entrepreneurs often do, just thinking about this stuff, like, how am I going to solve this problem? And nobody rent those buildings because the ceiling height was too low. <clears throat> it had all these, these beams and it had all T12 lights hanging, you know, six feet off the ground. And if they wanted to put some machine to work over the other end of the shop, they would just throw a wire over the top and just yeah, go yep. with it. <laughs> and nobody could see themselves putting a, a distilling, you know, business in a still or a shop. That or was a, a huge area for that. It still was, like, as right. far as wines and whiskey. Yeah, it's and right in the heart of the what they call the Woodenville Winery Warehouse District. Yeah. Uh, there's like 134 wineries and, and everything there. And one morning, it's literally 2 o'clock in the morning, I said, hey, Wake up, come on the show. Oh, come, let's go, let's go. Hop in the car. So there we go. A tape measure in pajamas. Tape measure in pajamas. We go to the shop. <laughs> That's and I love. Kind of, and I kind Get of We're going to go measure a shop. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, I kind of had this it. visual in my head of what's, what's, if I can get rid of all the mess in the ceiling, what's there? And I started measuring beams and I realized I can just, just, just fit um, two post lifts in there. And uh, I called the old guy the next day and I said, let's do it. And uh, committed to a lot of money and, and signed leases for, you know, a quarter million dollars of the equipment. And oh, signed. and then COVID. And, uh, yeah. you know, three weeks later, you know, well, two weeks later, COVID hit. And another yeah. two, three weeks later, lockdowns hit. And, um, yeah, so. We yeah, but the car industry went through the roof with, with yeah. COVID. Not well, at it, first. It, it, Not at first. I understand that, yeah. <laughs> it did, yeah. but everything's on lockdown. I was paying, sure. you know, five grand a month on equipment leases for a building I didn't have. I had to call the manufacturers and say, look, can you hold equipment on the docks for us and it was it was not pretty we opened in october um when they re kind of went back into lockdown again and um i think it was march when i got scared first week in march february february <laughs> I, was, I was scared march i was poop scared and i just said what are we going to do here and suddenly second week in march things just woke up and you know we're we're we're, we're lucky and fortunate and very blessed and here we are so do you have, because the, the original shop was in Seattle, do you guys still have that shop? Yeah, Ballard's yeah. still there. Okay, Ballard's okay. still there. Okay. Yeah. Ballard's still fully operational. Okay. Um, you know, that area has, has gone through sort of a reverse gentrification. Um, yeah. It's had a lot of issues. Um, an interesting thing happened now. Uh, 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 Amazon's putting in a distribution center down there. A lot of things are changing. Um, we've decided to move, though. We're, we're committed to moving that business out of there. So. Okay. So you will, your, your one and only headquarters will be in Woodenville. Mm-hmm. We're going to move into another building also on the west side, and it'll be next to next to that building. But we will operate the two businesses separately. So Group Automotive will be purely service, okay. and Group Automotive Sports will be purely what it's always wanted to be, which is restoration, 
renovations, resto mods, engine builds, that kind of thing. Cool. It'll have its own 10,000 square foot building. Well, it doesn't suck to sit in your waiting room right now. I think my father spent more time there than I have, unfortunately. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm just – I walked in there one day. Shannon, because I, I had didn't know that you guys through all this had opened there because we, we knew about you. And I was looking for a new uh, new mechanic for the uh, the Triumph. And Shannon's like, well, this you got to go here. And I walked in there. It was just like that Disneyland moment. I'm like, oh, I belong here. <laughs> yeah, this is fun. We yeah. did what we could on a budget. It's yeah. a cool space. Yeah, it really is. Um, and it's it's very convenient to get to, too. I mean, as far as, you know, getting off the freeways and being right there. So yeah. it's even more convenient to get all to this to all the distilleries and wineries and tasting rooms. Ah, you there. can walk to your neighbors. You're gonna need to walk to your, you're gonna need to wait for your car to be done, but you'll have something to do. Mm-hmm. And then you'll need another ride home and we'll hold on to your car. That's yeah. fine, yeah. <laughs> we can facilitate but we have taxi service. We yeah. also have a nice, you know, bar area and a nice Melissa did a nice uh, mid mid century modern, you know, wedding area and no, that well, explains it. it. But uh yeah. Somebody walked in the other day and joked that we, we run a bar and we occasionally work on cars in the back. <laughs> That's kind of a dream. And? Uh, <laughs> and and so, Yeah. We're, we're a lot more serious. How do we get that, that job? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Obviously, okay. you guys do. What, so we should talk more about, uh, more about that. What services are you guys offering right now um, across the board? Because we know a lot of your customers. So to, you know, like I said, Joe, the man with the pipe, started a hobby shop. And in this business now, what's changed is... You have to do service work. Service is really what keeps the lights on. It's it's what pays the bills. Yeah. And Group 2 Motorsports in Seattle always battled that because they were so much. I mean, you have the word motorsports in your name. You're going to be associated with resto mods and, and engine swaps and building race cars and that type of thing. So it was very deliberate when we opened Woodenville to change the branding ever so slightly and call it Group 2 Automotive to signify more, you know, more, more service work. Um, and moving Group 2 Motorsports into a separate building you know, on the east side is also very intentional so that we can have a motorsport space where we can meet that client's needs, which are much more specific than on the service side. On the service side, they want fast service, they want efficiency, they want you know, competitive pricing, they want all those types of things. Whereas on the, on the, on the motorsport side, they want more, uh, I, I feel like more hand-holding, more white glove and, and that type of thing. So that's, that's kind of the intent of it. Um, we're a European shop, although we work on everything, which has sometimes been Group 2's curse. Uh, some people say, well, jack of all trades, master of none. But it does, it does cultivate a much more well-rounded tech because the tech gets to see the different ways in which the different manufacturers approach the same problem of, say, uh, um, uh, aerodynamics or, or heat management or unsprung weight or whatever. So... Whereas you'll take a 15-year BMW master technician and you'll throw him at an alpha, it'll be like, I don't know, you know, my guys just go after it. So we've definitely created a, a, a team that will, will jump in and they'll figure it out and they'll make it happen and they have experience in a broad range of cars. Um, but we try to push specifically European and definitely BMW and Porsche as our core brands. And of course, mm-hmm. a lot of alpha. Yeah. But, but, you know, I'm have the, I have the Leonardo to do Ferrari service and to be able to, you know, set the clutches and do that kind of work. So we do a lot of Ferrari, Maserati. A little uh, bit of Triumph, a little bit of Maserati. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> a little bit of everything. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I, of course, own a lot of motorcycles, too. So, you know. Tell me more about that. You mentioned you did some track stuff in motorcycles, and I'm a big motorcycle guy. Nick is becoming one. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, I'm just a big guy that rides motorcycles. That's <laughs> <different>. <laughs> so, yeah. 
You know, I um, grew up in South Africa. I, I grew up on a farm, and um, anything that will move on its own power was just, you know, the tractors, anything on the farm, the pickups, the trucks. I might ride these things where I couldn't even sit and reach the pedals. You stand up, and you leverage off the steering wheel, and you push the clutch in that way. And so getting a, a motorcycle was a big deal. You were 16. You could only ride a 51cc or smaller you know, bikes. So yeah. if you look up a Yamaha RZ50 or a Honda MBX50, you know, that's what we rode, little 50cc bikes. But we made them fly. Yeah. Um, a buddy at school told me that you can take the YZ80 piston and put it in the RZ50 engine and it'll work. It didn't work. And I finally made it work. But, you know, there was... <laughs> um, that but, seems seized to me, yeah. <laughs> but there was, there, was, there was this stuff that we did to, to make it run. And so the bike stuff, and then it grew to dirt bikes. And I had a, a CR125 and an XR500, and they just kind of hopped from there and started riding big bikes. Two strokes, though, was a big deal for me. So I have a, a Yamaha RZ500. Uh, Actually, I have an RZV500R, which is the, which is the Japanese-framed uh, bike. It's a V4, two-stroke, yeah. GP, GP bike from the mid-'80s. I had two of those. I sold the street bike, and I've got this those other bike. That I'm, yeah, they're, they're, they're definitely monsters. Every time I get on that thing, it says, today I'm going to kill you. And yeah. it's just, you know, you get on it, and you... So he's kind of a Corvette guy. That Corvettes do that to you, too. They want to kill you. So that's, he's a bike Corvette guy. Those 80s two-stroke <laughs> yeah. race bikes, though, were like nothing, 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 everything. It's everything there. Yeah. Which is what I liked about old turbo cars, too. Yeah, right? I mean, exactly. I about an old 930 turbo, it was, it was only, what, 255 horsepower or whatever. But it felt like a thousand the way that that yeah. big triple K kicked in, and and that's I like turbo lag. A lot of people don't like it, but I, if I'm gonna have a turbo, I want it all at once, you know, all at the same time. That's what I actually loved about driving the 570, the latest McLaren 570. Is they have they still have a bit of that lag. You can feel it. The turbo in the, my 911 is so linear. The the turbo S I had, it's just. Goes, 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 and it feels it just never stops pulling. And the McLaren is like, you had that little bit of a pushback to you. Yeah, I yeah. this little, this little meme, this little picture, and it's like two little kids in a in a radio flyer wagon, and the ones get a crash helmet on, the other ones got a, a slingshot over there, and they've got a the string and it's hooked to a horse's ass, and the horse <laughs> is sitting there. Turbo but there's like, but there's like twenty feet of, of rope you know, laying on yep. the ground, and it says this is turbo lag. You know, like yep, <laughs> this exactly. is boost over here with the horses. This is lag. All this rope. <laughs> And this is you. Great explanation, <laughs> yeah. I freaking love it. But, uh, yeah, I know the bikes was a big obsession. Um, ended up with several CBXs, you know, the six-cylinder. Yeah, those are big cool. Beasts. I have a couple of specials that I'm building that I spend no time with, and I should, but they're Ducati hybrid specials. So it's a single-sided swing arm at the rear, mm -hmm. and your, your Olin shocks in the front end, but the frame and the bike in the center of it is still that centerpiece of the, of the CBX six-cylinder. Cool. Um, I have an old GSX 1100, which for you guys was a GS 1100E, mm -hmm. but in South Africa, GSX 1100, which is a 1980 muscle bike, you know? Yeah. Lots of torque. Um, I have a Ducati 999R and... Um, that bike will kill you. Yeah, that's a great that bike. bike is, Moto Guzzi in the lobby. The yeah. Guzzi in the lobby is cool, too. That's a, a, a custom cafe built, was a build that was built by a, a guy here in, in town that... He's a retired professor from the University of Washington, and he just kind of builds bikes and then sells them for half. And I was one of the guys lucky enough <laughs> to pick it up from him. And um, super cool 1100, the high compression beast. So, yeah, we've, we've got a lot. Between Melissa and I, we counted last year, and we had about 55 titles, and many of them were things with engines removed. Many of them were frames sitting at a restorer <laughs> somewhere. And Do I we said, own this Honda? Where is that? <laughs> a lot of yeah. We said we need, to, ah. <laughs> we need to cut back. So we've been selling things, and we've been doing well. We're up to about 65 now. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you obviously ride, too. 
Um, sort of. Sort of. Okay. So I have a um, scooter. I actually, my dad, when I was 10, got me a Honda Spree. Little oh, yeah. Little yeah. cc yeah. Spree. And he got me this beautiful white special edition one with like this mint green, you know, uh, package on it. And yeah. it was just everything to me. So I stopped riding bicycles when I was 10 and I moved to the scooter and I would go everywhere on that grandma's house, piano lessons, you know, just yep. out to ride. And that was my thing. And so my entire life I've, I've ridden a scooter and then, uh, hence scooter girl, if you're ever on my Facebook, you'll see that. Um, and then I bought a Yamaha Vino in 2007 and yeah. I still have that one. So I was living living on Capitol Hill and working in Lake Union. And I was like, this is the perfect thing for commuting. I'm, sure. I'm going back to the scooter life. So that's awesome. You know, scootering and high heels. It's what I do. I mean, um, well, you we, can't on a scooter. You just got the platform. You're not so much the pegs. Oh, yeah. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Give me we, some credit. We got our Suzuki GT250, a twin two stroke. Yes. And, oh, and she's, she refuses to let me teach her how to ride it. Yeah. So she's had some friends show her how to ride it, which you know. Why doesn't anybody want to drive a car or ride a bike with you? Yeah, I'm a little curious. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Start, I'm starting to see a pattern here. Exactly. <laughs> so. so I took the motorcycle course 10 years ago, um, learned on a Buell Blast. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. And then and then I hadn't ridden in eight years. Yeah. So, yeah, I've got to get back, back out there, relearn. But... There's some yeah. good track days at the ridge you can do. I know. I really, yeah. I she took really the Alpha to the track. She took the quarter full yep, of the track. I tracked cool. the Alpha. That was good. That was really good. I don't know if I'm ready to go out on a motorcycle, but I would definitely take the Alpha again, although John is forbidding me to take the car out. No, unless the forbidding is a strong word. We just we just <laughs> kind of are being sensible about it. We, we are have, being sensible. We have so other So I say you need to buy, things. you know, build me oh. a track car because... What does build me a track car mean? Okay, besides <laughs> the financial <laughs> ramifications and the time suck of it. This just turned into a therapy <laughs> session. It has yeah. to be automatic. <laughs> what did no. you mean when you said that? No, it has to be automatic. And I'm like, yeah. for crying out loud, like learn to drive a, a manual. But she has some PTSD past boyfriend experience. And now I can't, you know, we that can't have a, past, a manual. That PB. is a common theme yeah. we've heard is that PTSD for men teaching women how it's to drive true. stick. It's it totally true. It at a dealership with a five-speed Mustang and oh, I want to buy this car. You have to learn it to drive it right now in the parking lot. And it was yeah. no bueno. I'm yeah. much more patient than that. I mean, I... <laughs> what? You, you, left? you know who I, is I'm great laughing. to go do that with, actually, is the instructors at Dirtfish. Oh, see, they, I could really get into some yeah, dirtfish action. So you want to go yeah. up there and talk to them because if you don't know how to drive a stick, they will walk you through it, and you're doing it on yeah. gravel. Yeah. You're like, just launch it. Go for it. I, I would love to do that. First time I was up there, I, when I did my half day, they were like, you know, um, like I was figuring out starting. I'm like, is there anything different you want me to do for gravel? Because I'm just asking. I'm like, do I just slowly take off? They're like, no, it's a rally car. Jump, drive it to four, dump the clutch, let's go. I'm like, yes! Yeah! <laughs> this I can do. This I can do. Don't do this when you leave here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we actually revisited this conversation about two days ago, and I, I, I made the fatal error, I think. It's probably going to come back to bite me in the, in the rear, but I told Melissa that I will build or buy her any track car she wants, provided it's manual. And then I, I added some other caveats, and then I, the conversation Don't. just ended. Don't. And I was like... But I, I, I stand by. I said, you know, learn, let me teach you how and to I drive a manual. And I said, I'm going to do it. Actually, Kristen Wells, oh, yeah. now with Avance, yes. is, uh, has graciously told me that she will teach me to drive stick. In the Porsche? So 
I, maybe. No, no, no. I think she said. I don't think Adam would agree to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure he would. It's fine. That would it's hers now. I'm just saying, Ferrari cars. makes track cars. Pagani yeah. makes track cars. Yeah. He said any track car. I get anything car. I want. Yeah, I'm just saying. He, and, and, and you know what? Yeah. You've heard it here, folks. Yeah. Is there a there you car go. you're leaning toward that you want? Like you're like, this is the manual car I want. No, I haven't even thought about it. Right? I haven't even thought about it. What actually. about See, what old talk? Like he likes engine swaps. Why don't you get a Miata and have him swap in a V8? I can't Man. fit in the Miata, so that's, Fly me out. that's why it'd be her it. car. I can get in, but I can't get out. <laughs> I, get, I get out with it on you my get back. A shoehorn. <laughs> I, I live here now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. That's a good. That's a good question. I. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. You can drive the race car. You take the Alpha. And go. There you go. So his his Alpha it's Milano race now. car is <laughs> is beyond. It's. Say, I, I, I was going to say, 944 would be terrible because if you need a clutch in that, that's a nightmare of a job to do. But uh, maybe an older 911 yeah, or C5 like Corvette. Mm-hmm. Every, everything go. automatic that comes to the shop is the bane of my existence. So whenever <laughs> whenever the service writer comes and says, hey, John, this customer doesn't want to spend the money to fix the car. They think about selling it. Melissa goes, ooh. And then when they, it says, I say, yeah, but it's automatic. She goes, ooh. So now the guys around the shop, they know they are not allowed to mention that anything is for sale that's automatic. Ah. Uh. <laughs> she wants well, one of it. She fair. wants one of everything. She wants one of What's everything. What's wrong with that? You end up with fifty-five titles, Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you're up to sixty-five now. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't sound like know. a problem to me. That sounds like a good problem. To have. Well, it's not. It's not hoarding if it's if it's a collectible item. That's if right. It, if it can be classified or, or as plants. Do they make any scooters that are manuals? I mean, we could start there with her. How about a Honda Monkey 125? I a Vespa. Honda I Monkey. Vespa, yeah. Click on the, I, on the I rode a Grom cool. like a that's month ago. Yeah, 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 those are great. In the parking lot. That so there you go. And that fun. customer hasn't been back since. <laughs> <laughs> he insisted. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He didn't know. Yeah. Groms are fantastic, though. Those are So the Monkey fun. and the Grom are interchangeable. Yeah. The same bike, different. Same I want I want a Grom now. Yeah, exactly. I, I kind of <laughs> so, want a monkey. You, I, you, if, if you love scooting and all that, you will yeah. love being a monkey. It's it's miles per miles. You yeah. would really love that. We so. have a VFR 800 that we've ridden two up, and that's a great bike. But then COVID hit, so now it, it, I've got to invest in some new shocks, you know, definitely. But we had a VFR 800 <laughs> that that we rode two up. That Suzuki GS 1100. That's nice for two up. We, we we have fun riding together. I think the biggest thing is. Sometimes she wants to ride by herself or drive by herself. So there'll be car events with like car trips or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, Saturday morning drive events. Sometimes she's just like, hey, you know, I don't want to drive. And then we'll take, I've got a 3.8 Genesis Coupe that's nice. It's rear-wheel drive. It's that's a great car, manual, yeah. six-speed manual. It's got big Brembo brakes. It's Yeah. You know, it's kind of, that was our dating car when we first met. So we, we still enjoy driving that together, but we don't get to drive Aww. enough. But then other times she, she I want to drive myself. So then she and I want to put on my playlist. Right. I want to start so off with my portfolio. Lizzo and just, you know, <laughs> Then she it. takes the portfolio and I'll take some stinky alpha and, you know, yeah, Genesis three point. That's a great track car too. Yeah, those are fantastic. Mm-hmm. I've had you that car. You have tracked track. that car. That yeah. car is that car is a beast. It reminds me a lot of a GDV six Alpha. So oh. when we think about what a GDV six was back in the day, it had uh, yeah, it was rear wheel drive. It was it was manual. It was very very neutral, fifty fifty bias. It was nationally aspirated. It was V six. It had it made sultry sounds. It was, you know, it's a coupe. It was it was really. Uh, that car reminds me so much. The the Koreans freaking nailed it. I mean, they just, with their 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty, but the fit and finish inside, everything is nice. Got big Brembo brakes on it. There's limited slip diff. It's six-speed manual. It's real world. It's, it's a nice, it's just a fun car to throw around. And it's very analog. Mm-hmm. It does have traction control. 
It does have, you know, stability protection. You can turn that off right away. And then that's it. There, you don't have a bunch of electronics in the thing. I bought a brand new uh, about five years ago and just have loved it. But it sits there and I don't drive it enough, which is why we're in a selling mode right now. <laughs> Let some things go. And Can't Shannon loan you his Volkswagen? I mean, that's a manual, oh right? Come God, on. I, that's, yeah, that I, mean, I mean, I love that car too. I mean, come on. Yeah. I like Shan- riding Shan- around in that car with Shannon. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Making my way downtown. Yeah. <laughs> it's Twinsy was there. We had a big 80s event on Saturday. I saw yes. photos from that people who cool. went. That looks Where so were cool. you guys? <laughs> you weren't invited. I know. I get it. No, no we, we were, were we at the Avance we? event. We were at the Avance event. We had oh, the, yeah, oh sorry. Priorities. Oh, oh priorities. right. Right. But right. My, my favorite truck was there. So that's the important thing, the Toyota. That, yeah. <laughs> Shannon that nicely loaned me to, to go to Rad, Radvest and we won. Yeah. <laughs> Man, we backed that thing up on the hill. I had, sh- I had these guys park it up on the hill with a bike in the back. It's a great truck. It looked cool. I believe it me. Yeah, so so cool. I love that truck. So, but yeah, uh, yeah so Shannon's uh, little golf was there, and um, I saw some great we, photos of your car, by the way, from just somebody I follow on Instagram. They were just sh- like showing photos, and I was like, oh, yeah, that thing yeah. is so cool. We have yeah. a customer with a red one, so they they showed up. They just parked right next to Shannon. It's like, hey, look, two of those. You rarely see two of those together. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of nine. 944s. We had a lot of 280Zs. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of uh, what else? Cool. There was some nice stuff. Show. Oh, bunch of RX-7s. Man, there was bunch. like four of them. Yeah. First Imagine driving those, Dan. <laughs> Imagine them running long enough to make it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> My worst and best car ever. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's, we should take our second break, but we come right back after this. Grandpa, what do you call this thing again? It's a 66 Ford Bronco. I think you got ripped off. Why is that, honey? It's got no Wi-Fi, no USB port, no Bluetooth. Exactly. I guess we'll just have to talk. Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. Is that the window button? It's called a window crank. Cool. The faster I move it, the faster it goes down. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty. Being old is kind of cool, Grandpa. Works for me. For people who love cars. And we're back. What were you guys talking about when I was in the bathroom? I come out and somebody's talking about going, taking Diablos to 200 miles an hour or something like that. We're talking about well, our f- favorite car stories. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll, let me go back for a second. Because <laughs> Melissa earlier gave me the UI when I said that um, the Genesis Coopers are day car. And, and there was one particular date that I know that she's would, would, would not want me to read. Recall, but <laughs> she I'll looks go real back. happy about what oh, you're about to so, so yeah. so go back. I'll go back further. <laughs> My first car. Okay, so I'm sitting there. My dad uh, was a was a motor mech. You know, he had he had he did a lot of things. He was an opera singer. He he had a, a he was a residential developer and so forth. But we had we end up with this place that had a lot of dead cars sitting around. He'll buy two, fix one, and sell it. And the other one would invariably would just kind of sit there. Um. And what happened was there was this little Alfa Romeo there, this little 1800 Alfetta sedan. And uh, the old man, I-, I wanted this car. And what was cool to me, when you're 15, things like four headrests are cool. Yeah, yeah. Four-wheel disc brakes were cool. Uh, adjustable steering wheel was cool. You know, it, it had things that the average car didn't have. You open the hood, it had twin cams in it. And the exhaust, the European headers, what you guys call European headers, what we call banana branches. You know, it was like, oh, this thing is cool. And the average guy in South Africa, the average family man, had a little 1300, 1400 cc, you know, Toyota Corolla or whatever. I mean, this thing was 1800 cc's. Like, I wanted yeah. this thing. And they almost, oh, you know what, that Italian piece of crap. I got this <laughs> Volkswagen Golf over here. And it was a Volkswagen Golf L, first generation L. Designed by a Giorgetto Giugiaro, and you know that didn't matter. It wasn't cool. It was 1100 L, four speed. <laughs> you know, 
And uh, the old man said, I just rebuilt the motor and we just painted it and this is it. So I bought it from the old man and uh, drove it to Pretoria to go visit my brothers there. And on the way back, the thing freaking died. And it just, you know, spun a bearing. And I said, oh, man, there's so much, really for you, died. so much for your engine building skills, you know. <laughs> I was nicer about it than that because I get a backhand. But I told him, can I can please have this freaking Alpha now. I wanted this Italian thing. That was a thing for me. So I get the, the, the Alpha. And every freaking day after school, I'm over there, and I am. It had it had Bondo patches on the doors and by the fenders, because you know rust is a thing for for cars apparently. And all you had <laughs> so to do I, was say it was an Alpha. We we'd get the rust. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Just go look up rust BMW or rust Ferrari oh, or rust yeah. Porsche, and you're gonna get plenty of hits on on, on YouTube. But anyway, so rust Bugatti, uh, yeah. saltwater. <laughs> so I so I, so I rattle can this thing. I made it cool. I had a, a graphic equalizer. You guys are too young. No, to no we are We're not. not. How old are you guys? Now? We're forty-one. Yeah, you're too young. <laughs> this thing had—I had this thing in the glove box, right? It was okay. cool. My little eight-channel digital graphic, you know, equalizer. I had it in the glove box, mm-hmm. what we call a cubbyhole, right? So it's in the cubbyhole, and I had a little thing there, and I had this a Y or whatever this tape deck player was. Man, this thing was ready, and I had this English girlfriend. I wanted to impress her. Her parents hated me because I was what they would call a Dutchman. I was a—I was Afrikaans-speaking boor. I was a white Afrikaans boy, and she was their pure little, you know, English tart, and I was just like, <laughs> wasn't good enough for her. That doesn't happen in America where women date the bad boy, so I don't know what you're talking <laughs> yeah. about, so yeah, exactly. And Elaine was like three years older than me. She was a senior in, in a different high school, you know, whatever. I'm high-fiving so, you right now, you just can't see no. yeah. so I So I got this car, and I'll never forget it, they had a, a re- uh, they reissued, they re-released Mad Max, The Road Warrior yeah. in South Africa at the local Static Kinecor, you know, movie theater. And back then you'd buy tickets in advance and you'd go to the ticket box office and you'd indicate on the little seat chart where you want to seat, uh, sit and you bought tickets for those seats. So this was planned three months in advance, man. I mean, I've got this car, my graphic equalizer, I'm ready, I'm going. And I remember <laughs> driving with her. And she's sitting there with her arms crossed like this. I'm looking at her. I'm, you know, it's right-hand drive. Right? So I'm looking over at her. I'm like, so what do you think? You know, she goes, I'm cold. It smells like petrol. Let me get the out of my car. Get out of my car. <laughs> car. Yeah, exactly. That was the day I decided that I don't need I will, this type of negativity in my life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I will definitely end up with a woman who's a, who's a, who's a car girl. And, and, you know, I got lucky with Melissa because... The problem with her now is most most of the times you talk to men who who say, well, my wife has to hold me back, and I, I got to ask my wife I want to buy a car. With Melissa, I got to slow her down. She just wants to buy everything. So, <laughs> but that was my little Alfetta story. That car did one night um, end up in a field. So, those cars are transaxle, and they have drive shafts that always spin. Mm-hmm. And the clutch is in the back, so the drive shaft is connected to the flywheel. So it's always spinning. Even when you have the traffic light in neutral, certainly the foot off the clutch, whatever, it's just the drive shaft's always spinning. And when you run that thing through a field, uh, <laughs> through a barbed wire fence. Allegedly. <laughs> no, I'm saying in theory. In theory. Okay, fine. Yeah, in yeah, theory. Yeah. If you were Dodging rhinos. In, in South yeah. Africa, in it's alleged. In theory. Here it's allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> that barbed wire winds up like an anaconda around that, s- that center shaft bushing. That's weird. That sounds great. You're over there on the side <laughs> of the road at you know 12 at night. We'll call, you had 12 o'clock curfew, 11 at night. I'm trying to like fish this wire out of this thing here. And, yeah. And you know the old man's going to kill you. He's just going to kill you. Yeah. Are you still here? I'm still here. I, yeah. I made it through those years. Um and at the other end of that experience, that whole 
my little alpha that I worked on so much and it leaked so much oil. It was like an Arabian sheik, man. <laughs> was um, a, a guy I traded bonds with uh, in Houston had a, um, a Diablo and the advertised top speed for Diablo was 202 or 203 miles per hour. Now you do it in four-door, you know, alpha sedan. But, but back then, um, this car was advertised and we had, uh, we'd go out to Austin to Lake Travis on the weekends and go water skiing and we hopped in this thing and uh, we wanted to see if it'll do it. And it, it indicated like 208 miles per hour, but I think it was awfully optimistic. We were probably only about 193. That's that's the fastest I've ever gone in a car and thinking, well, <sighs> it's my life and his life and I'm driving and he's encouraging me. He's like, go, 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 go. But, you know, that's definitely the fastest I've ever been. That was, it was, I think it was sub 200 because those things didn't really go they did 203, you know, yeah. if you had enough stretch. But leaving Houston, going out to Austin, you got I-10 for a ways or 290, you know, and we were on, uh, I think we were on, on 290 at the time, and it definitely it changed your perspective of everything. Everything happens very, very fast. Oh, yeah. Everything yeah. happens very, very fast. Um, Tunnel vision for sure at that speed. The quarterfolio now, like rarely on, on closed roads, not on public roads. Of course I'd, not. I'd never do that. But on closed roads, it regularly gets to, you know, 165 on bridges and things, and it just goes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Almost closed bridges. Yeah. Yeah, closed bridges. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Ghibli's done 155. It's about it. Allegedly. Allegedly. Down a mine shaft? In theory. Huh? Down, Down a mine, mine shaft? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> it's an automatic, so we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> that car would be fun if it was a manual. <laughs> so. I'm dying to know yours, Melissa. My what? Your favorite car story. Ooh. She's like, I was pretending to be this English girl and I was in South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> She's back to the night she met me at the Genesis yeah, yeah. group. <laughs> I know, I know, right. Um, I don't know, a very recent one was, uh, so the Quadrifolio had been in, you know, storage for the winter and uh, I got it out whenever we started having those nice, <laughs> nice days in March, I think it was, and I get it out of the the garage and I pull it out and I'm like, okay. By the way, can I interject? Yes. Getting it out isn't like, you have this vision of her walking over there and she's opening the garage. No, no, no. And like, I want my car out. And I, I got to move 16 cars to get to the thing. <laughs> I'm disrupting the flow of the shop. But anything for, for my woman. You know, like, well, I'm going to do that. So. Right. So 16 cars moving later. I get my car. And Seven, I'm like, oh, man. technically. <laughs> the, the tabs are expired. So I'm like, whatever. Go to the office. Online. Renew yep. the tabs. No, you didn't. You yes, got I did. in it and nope. you ripped up nope. the road. No, yes, no, 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 no. I renewed the tabs first. I swear. I swear. <laughs> so we're hanging out. Got a bunch of buddies over. They're like, we're out of beer. I'm like, okay. Is this my problem? Yeah. Apparently, yes. <laughs> They're like, Melissa, go get us more beer. So I'm We've like, We've been All drinking. Right. That's why we're out of beer. I, I will you happily one of the boys. go Surprise. up the street for you. So I leave in the Alpha. You know, haven't driven it in four or five months and nine um, of us watching <laughs> apparently i was going 120 and a 35 allegedly allegedly <laughs> to get the alone. beer i blow past a cop did not see that him that is a beer run <laughs> and uh, it was a beer run and uh, i pull into the chevron and as i'm pulling in you know lights are on you're like we're out of beer and i'm like oh come on It'll really slow me down. <laughs> and then we pull into the chevron and he's like you know comes up to the the window and he's like um is this your car? And I'm like, yeah. That's a strange question to me. Is that your car? Like, why would this not be my car? You think I'm just... It's like he was lo- like looking at a guy with a really hot girlfriend. And you're like, is this your girlfriend? I'm like, yeah. yeah, really? Really? No, really? yeah. Why do you think I wouldn't? So so then he, he runs my plate and he comes back and he's like, who's Enrique? 
I'm like, <laughs> I have no idea who's Enrique. And they're like, well, it says the car's registered to Enrique. And I'm like, He's nope. the pool boy, and I don't own a pool. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Yeah. definitely my car yeah. and he's like okay you know and i'm scrambling through Plus, my whenever d- melissa wants to needle me she says i'm the you know she's dating the biggest mexican she's ever seen <laughs> 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 only slightly off yeah but uh yeah so then he goes back again and he comes back and he's like oh okay this is your car and i'm like yeah i know this I is my car an and he's like, who's enrique he goes i know he goes i was one letter off in your license plate and i'm like you know perhaps you should be more Attentive in your job, sir. Attentive in your job, but I didn't want to get into it with him. But, um, yeah, so he's like, did you not see me back there? And I was like, no, I was going going so fast, fast I did not see you. (laughs) He goes, so you blew past the intersection, everybody's sitting there looking at me like, what are you going to do about this? (laughs) So, you know, I had to come after you, and I'm like, okay, whatever. This is the difference between having boobs and not, because last week, (laughs) I'm like, five miles, yeah, and what happened to me last week? Down in West, like, five miles an hour with the speed limit, and three of them wanted Billy Club me down to ground. I mean, it was like a national, international I don't think it was your speeding that they wanted to do that for, (laughs) just so we're clear. Well, it was funny, I had the guns sitting in the in the center console, like, they called pulls over i said he said i said just so you know i have my gun sitting here and he's, he's like uh yes where is it oh well, they're both right there well, you know yeah mine and his in the cup holder like, thanks Aww. for telling us yeah well you told, just let him know they're usually fine yeah. with it yeah. the guys that aren't telling me the ones they gotta worry about he still gave me a ticket i was oh. like i was giving him like the you know like the secret hey. handshake like, and hey, everything blue lips matter, <laughs> still buddy. Gave me a ticket. Come on. he wrote me for five over which i guess was a gift yeah because you were 12 over uh, in a 35 42 and, and you were no, what was, like 94 over, over? <laughs> did you get a ticket no, no. they let it go that's what I'm saying that the was injustice. like a straight to jail kind of thing yeah. and injustice I was like you know what I will take my punishment I was told him I was like I just got my car out I was super excited and he's like well I wish I could be driving my car like that on a really nice day like this and I'm like well you can I, you, you can. have a badge that's when you look at him and go here's the deal I'm gonna drive that way you could come after me, yes. and we'll go for a drive. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll go for a drive. Yeah. So. If you want to lead with the lights, I'll <laughs> drive behind you. Yeah. Well, one of my exes took my C6Z06 for the night, and the first time I let her borrow it, 10 minutes later, she got pulled over. Ooh. 90 and a 60. They let her go, Ooh. and they let her go. Yeah. There's no justice in this world. No. 90 There's and a 60 no in my justice. Z06. He's like, is this your car? And she's like, no, it's my boyfriend's. No, I would and be Rodney like, King on the side of the road, man. They would be like, let me have yeah. it. No, there'd be none of it. That <laughs> car belongs to Enrique. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you the stole it. Boy. You stole it. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. That, I mean, that's a pretty good story, you know. So It's recent. Did you guys Did you guys order the Alpha? Like, did you spec it yourself? or No. no. Actually, it was strange. We were I don't in buy our stuff Seattle new shop. Anymore. And, and I had driven one of our friends slash customers' quarterfolios. He's like, you have to drive this, Melissa. Get in this and drive it. And, you know, 100 yards up the road, I'm like, I got to have one of these. I'm yeah. like, this is everything. She came back. She said, okay, I don't I care like, what I do. I'm going to work three jobs. Whatever I have to do, I want one of these cars. I said, okay, babe, we'll save a couple of years. Wait for the the new prices to drop a bit and, you know, pick up a used one or whatever. And she said, it wasn't like a month. Yeah. A month later. So this couple that keeps walking their dog by our, our building, they, this one Friday night, we were there late and, and at the ballot shop. And they walked in and they were like, hey, can we look at all the cars? And it's like, oh, I love these alphas. And they were just alphas, 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 alphas. And I was, and I was trying to figure out, like, are you trying to buy an alpha? No, or or do you have an alpha? And she said, no, we have one. I said, what do you have? Do you want to buy it? well, we have a quarterfolio, but we're going to sell it. I'm like, really? Well, she said, we have a Julia. We're going to sell it. And Mm -hmm. I said, what do you have? A quarterfolio. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) why are you going to sell it? (laughs) 
Why are you going to sell it? Friend. She says, well, we have like five cars and, you know, we just have too many cars and we want to let something go. And we That's not it. a thing, by the way. Just that too many cars is not a thing. Yeah. You yeah, don't have too many cars. You just don't have enough space. space. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, when somebody says five cars are too many cars, like, mm, you should see my title file. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> She brought it by. It was gorgeous. It's yeah, black. We, we bought Carbon it. ceramic brakes. I said, Ooh. where is it? I said, where is this? She said, we store it just down the street here. I said, can you go get it? And they came right like, back and we made a deal. It was done. Ten minutes later. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it was done. I'm glad you waited. It was, yeah. <laughs> That never so happens in the car. I'm going to save up for a couple of years. I'm yeah. on the classifieds tomorrow. Like, yeah. yeah. And then I'm it got stolen. Oh, yes. oh, what? Yes. This is this was the day I checked out of Seattle. I said they can have that place. I'm done. It was my birthday last year. How do you steal one Listen, of those? Listen, not mm. just, well, okay, not just COVID. <laughs> to add okay. insult to injury, it's June 20th, last year, my birthday. My buddy Will is up here from New Orleans. And we went to Maggie's Bluff, had some lunch, and boom, we had a good time. He goes, hey, let's go back to the shop. I have a drink. So we go back over to the shop, and we're sitting at the bar area. And that shop, there's a theme here. But anyway, oh, so and I was driving there. my car. You were driving your car, and he was driving Yeah, you drove car, the car right? to Folio. I, yep. I don't know. No, no, he was in the rental. He was with me or with you, All whatever. Right, right. So we go back. We park the car right in front of the shop. And normally, I, I, I'm intelligent enough to, to keep my wits about me, but... I have to have systems for things. So mm-hmm. my keys, my wallet, my phone, things have to stay together. You know, if I don't, if somebody grabs oh, my I keys and goes, yeah. honey, I got your keys, then, then whatever was with the keys gets left behind. So yeah, I, yeah. I have systems. I don't know what happened that night. We got very lucky because my gun and my money clip and all those things weren't with the keys. But somehow the keys stayed on the counter. I think she was sensible enough to, to move. It was my birthday. Come on. So yeah. she was sensible yeah. enough to move the gun and the money clip and everything else into my office. And we're sitting right around the corner, and we're hanging out, and, you know, it's midnight, and we're going to go home, and we're looking for the keys, looking for the keys. And my buddy Will is over there just like, his eyes look like the snake in the jungle book, right? He's, he's Maybe just, we should he's look done. for the car first. Yeah. <laughs> no, the car's no, there. the car's there. The car's outside. Oh. Windows are down, and oh. we look for the keys, look for the keys, couldn't find it. And um, finally, we, put, we stuffed his ass in a, in a cab and in an Uber and sent him back to his hotel. And Melissa, but now you get that groggy two in the morning. Haven't had a drink now in a couple of hours. Had too many to begin with. Yeah. Now you're fighting, arguing. We're the bickers. Where's my stuff? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you with my keys. You always move my stuff. You're the one that drove it. That's right. You said to me, I'm the one that drove it. And I said to you, you always move my stuff. Whatever. <laughs> By four in the morning, we give up. Should we be charging you two for this? <laughs> now, so we go back. So we go back to the house because we had a spare key. I said, let's go get a spare key. And we get to the house in Woodville, and um, I said, I'm exhausted. Let's just crash for two hours. And we. We wake up, I'm making coffee, I'm getting her up, and the phone rings. And it's the Seattle PD. And I say, sir, do you know where your car is? Yes, I do. It's in front of the shop. Well, something's not adding up because your car is locked up in the middle of... Admiral. Admiral in like... West Seattle. West Seattle somewhere. And this crafty bugger, finally we get the TV cameras up, everything else, the security cameras. He had come in there while we were sitting around the corner, like 10 feet away. He had come in, snatched the key off the counter, hid in the dark, waited for us to, to leave, and went and got in the car, went for a joyride. Creepy. Yeah, it's, but you feel violated. Eh? Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, you, you get in it, and you're like, and what the worst part was, my friend Will brought me a bottle of brandy. Oh, he drank. And that was in the front seat of the car. And he had opened it and drank from the bottle, didn't close up all the way, put it in the front seats, pulled brandy everywhere. Oh, he I stole was, some power tools, too. I was on his little shoved escapade. those in the back of the car. He had car. a chop saw in the back of my Alpha. And yeah. an air compressor. So, and he just left it in the middle of Admiral Way mm-hmm. when he was done? He went well, to go find gas. gas. Oh, oh, okay. Good thing he ran out of gas. 
We caught him the next day, and we handed him to uh, Seattle PD. They're you wonderful. caught him? Yeah. Yeah, it's a long story. They, oh, okay. We, we found him. We caught him. We followed him. We called them. They came. They arrested him. They let him go. He tripped 10 times before they caught him. Well, he no, stole another <laughs> car the next day. Stole another car the next day. Oh, well, he called us asking, have you seen this guy? And I'm like, well, the last time we saw him, we gave him to, to you. you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, the huh. cops The cops in the city work hard. We, we love no, yeah, I oh, don't blame yeah, them. No, yeah, that's yeah, not that. Their hands are tied They're, worth far yeah. more than they tied, want. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Their hands are tied. Yeah. And, and the, those explain to us in no uncertain way. But yeah, that's that's our most recent, you know, portfolio story. Hmm. That's not a fun one. And I th- you know what? That <laughs> night, I just decided I'm done. I'm just I'm out of there. I'm just done. I don't think you're the first or the last person. No, unfortunately, that, we so. hear that often actually from yeah. businesses in Seattle. So yeah. it's too bad. Woodville, we've got big fenced yard, and you know, I like it. It's a nice that, area. Keep Shannon out. I yeah. understand. Stuff happens, but not nearly as often. <laughs> really, all you need is about a five foot fence. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or just hand him wine. He's well, pretty <laughs> and limber. Yeah. yeah. When you look at that fence, you ask yourself, is this to keep people out or to keep, keep the people, people in? in. Yeah, that's yeah. It. What's the real goal here? Pretty much, yeah. Oh, well, we're sorry we missed your 80s event because um, that did look yeah, amazing. I love seeing the photos and it looked like a good time, as Thank always. You. you guys have great events. Um, Another one coming up. What's coming up, eh? 31st. Uh, Overland vehicles, wagons, campers, vans, all the things. Park stuff in the dirt. Yeah, park stuff in the dirt. We're doing kind of a camping theme, so we're going to have like a s'mores, you know. And that's what, the 18th of of 18th of? No, the 31st of July. 31st of July. And then we've got All Italian in August. We've got Porsche 911s on September 11th. And we've got All German in (laughs) October. Yeah, where can we find these? uh, So I do all the social media for Group 2. So we have um, Group 2 Motorsports, Facebook, and Instagram. We have Group 2 Automotive, Facebook, and Instagram. And then I am Miss Muffler Bearings on Instagram. (laughs) So you can find me on there. (laughs) Miss Blinker Fluid was taken. I was going to say, where's Miss Blinker? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we have more time. We have more time. I gotta tell you guys this story. It's just sure. funny as heck. So so I bought Group Two Motorsports in Seattle. I had the ballot shop and uh my buddy was running the Bank of America branch down there and he was leaving Bank of America to go to another bank. So he was having a going away party at a at a local, you know, British pub down there. And I go down there and I see Melissa over there and I thought, Ah, this you know, I kinda look over there. We didn't talk that night really, I don't think, but yeah, you know, I saw her there and the next day I go in the bank. And uh, she comes running up. She's like, oh, you know, motorcycles, blah, blah, blah. We start chatting, and, you know, we made the connection. Anyway, a few months later, Melissa is now working for us. So, pillaged away from the bank. <laughs> it's her first day, and um, we had a guy working for us. He's a mechanic that people will know. I won't say his name, but he has the same name as a baseball player, and he's worked at every <laughs> shop in Seattle. <laughs> and this guy is a piece of work. He's an absolute piece of work. And... He's working on this Testarossa, and I decided I want somebody white glove this Testarossa work, like order all the parts, do all the stuff. Yeah. I said, Melissa, I want you to project manage this thing, and anything this man says you need, you get it. So he said, okay, well, first of all, get me some blah, blah, blah parts. As she's walking away, I said, oh, Melissa, by the way, we need some uh, muffler bearings as well, please. And she goes, muffler. She got a little notepad out. She goes, <laughs> muffler bearings. Like, yep, we need muffler bearings. And he goes, uh, he goes, yeah, chrome ones. She goes, chrome. You want chrome? Yeah, yeah, not the rubber ones. Get the chrome ones. So she writes on chrome muffler bearings, and she's walking off. We were like, all snickering over there. And she's gone. I went, I realized, she's going to call Ferrari Seattle, you know. She's going to ask for chrome muffler bearings. And I, this she's might not, affect us. And yeah. I still have to go home with this woman tonight, so yeah. let me just go fix this. So I run over there. Melissa, stop, stop, stop. Don't, don't call him. She goes, what? I said, don't, don't, don't. We don't need muffler bearings. We need blinker fluid, too. <laughs> don't, don't ask for muffler bearings, you know. 
And uh, so once I told her, you know, I told her that the the fix was in. She was she was miffed about it, but she was a good sport about it, and she launched the Miss Muffler Bearings handle. Love it. Yep, that's a good one. <laughs> She's like, I poison my little bit every night. <laughs> I did it. I got, I got fat win. and my Parsnick. knees hurt in the mornings. There's, <laughs> okay. there's something is up. Something's happening. Something's yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, so you, you can find all your events on your Facebook and your Instagram, correct? Exactly. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, speaking of events, we yeah. have uh, two events, events. Well, three. We'll talk about three events, events coming up. Um, three events, events? Three events, events. Okay. Uh, first one, the 24th, the day after this. Uh, this will be the Mercer Island Car Show uh, and Cruise the Loop. That's fun. Yeah, that's always a good time. And if it, even if you don't do the loop, if you're not an Avance member, just show up on Mercer Island. won't be hard to find, and you will have eye candy forever yeah. that Saturday. Uh, day after that, Sunday, the Avance Griot's Motors open house. Uh, so, obviously, our sponsor, Griot's Garage. Go check them out. The, your RCS10 code works at the store or online. But that's always a good yeah. event. And this is not Griot's. This, this is Griot's Motors. motors. Just yeah. so you know, everybody. But you'll be some, down there. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be next door. So go yeah. next door and buy some product. You don't. You don't even know it's there, but it's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. And of course, the big one, Avance Fest 2021. Yep. This we, will be at Pacific Raceways. We think one of us is going to be there. <laughs> yeah, so, I will be out of town. Unfortunately, yeah, we'll yeah. be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll be there. Well, you, guys will, you guys will be there if you make it back for your motorcycle ride. Uh, yeah. No, I won't. I still have to go to town. I'm going down to Southern Oregon. Um, but uh, Nick will be around. Yeah. Yeah. I just you know summer's busy. <laughs> Nick has a small car, and we have a large tent, and I'm dog-sitting, and so I'm yeah. going to do my best to be there. So. I'll leave you the keys to the Raptors. Yeah, there we go. I'm taking the Raptors. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We'll just get him a trailer for the monkeys. It'll be I'm fine. It's going to be fine. Oh, Logistics. <laughs> I think that would be fun. So It would be yeah. fun to get a trailer for yeah. the monkeys. <laughs> so. uh, thank you guys so much for coming in yeah. and, and doing Thanks this. This is great. Um, we look forward to being at more events with you and hanging out, and um, obviously, thank you for all the quality work that you've done on the, the Triumph of the Maserati. So, Yeah. All right. Awesome. Thank so you. Pleasure, you guys. Thanks. Thank you. See well, you again. For this episode of Rain City Supercars, I'm Nick. I'm Dan, and don't just get there. Enjoy the drive.